Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. We're going to get right into it this morning. It's another gray, dreary morning. It's already going to be, well, it's 8.30 a.m. And I don't know what's getting ready to happen here. It's August. It doesn't feel or seem like August. They keep saying that it's going to be warm this week. Today's supposed to be 80, I don't know, 88 or something like that. But as of right now, it looks like I'm in England. It's just gray. Okay, well, with that being said, I um, remember yesterday when I mentioned about the two women that I knew many years ago, who uh, one of them was a curandera and the other one was going to um, a church to become a healer. Well, I met both of these women in a scholastic setting. They were, I, I guess you could call them educators in one of the schools that I was attending at the time. And this wasn't an overnight type of deal where they just came out and spoke about these type of things. This kind of, um, the first time when we were, I was talking with one of them, her name was Martha. And as time went by, I don't know how we got into the subject because it's been so many years ago, but somehow the conversations just kind of morphed into when we started discussing things that, um, kind I guess you could say paranormal kind of in that direction, the conversations started to go because I knew I've always known that there was something else. I've always had experiences ever since I was very young. And so somehow we started talking about these type of things. And as I can recall, the first thing that Martha started telling me about were people. Um, she had mentioned, I, uh, she knew that I had experiences but even before I spoke to her about these type of things, she seemed to recognize the type of person that I was. And I can't recall because of how long it's been, but I don't know if she recognized me as being an empath, as being a clairvoyant or anything like that. I, I don't remember. But she saw something in me. And so she started telling me about people. She said, maybe um, you're just at the shopping center. Maybe you're walking down the street and it'll seem to you like this person has a black or a darkness shrouding their, their face or shrouding them. She said, have you ever seen anything like that? If you haven't, I will tell you that sometime in your life, I believe that you will see people like this. And when she said that to me, she just opened something up because I had, it's almost like, and this is what I told her. I told her, you know, it's almost like I'm seeing these things with my eyes, but also with my mind. And she said, yes. She was so excited. She said, yes, because what you're doing is you 
are picking up on their energies. You pick it up with your mind, with with your whatever gifted that it is that you have got, and then that enables you to see these things with your eyes, which is so true. And that is the first thing that I could recall that she told me about. And I had seen them, and it's not like all the time, but I had seen them. I had experiences with um, some people like this. And also, even now, every so often. And it's just very random. I mean, when I'm in my, what I call shopping frenzy, when I go shopping at the mall or wherever I'm at, I'm not paying attention to people. But it's as though there's something that causes you, that compels you to look And then every so often, I will see someone like that. It doesn't happen often at all. I can't even tell you, like, maybe the last time I saw something like this was, like, in 2018. But every so often, I will see people like this. It's uh, a little strange because uh, when I was talking to you about the, the story about my client and how she just suddenly changed... And how even the air felt different in those moments when I believe she was taken over by something. It's really strange that I didn't see any darkness. But it was as if she was in a clear box. As if her head was in a clear box. You know, I I said like a bubble, she was in her own bubble, but it was like something that was cut off from the rest of everyone else, but it was completely see-through. Like I could still see her clearly. There there was no darkness shrouding her, even for for those 60 seconds or however long the conversation lasted where she had changed. So it doesn't happen very often. The other thing that Martha told me about were rats and I know this is going to sound a little strange because when she first started talking to me about this I I found it strange and I really didn't understand it all these years later I think about it once in a while and it's it's a a strange kind of thing and unless you have experienced these things you'll know what I mean when I say that you see these things with your mind's eye It's not like you see them with your own eyes and this is an actual physical thing that you can touch and pick up, but you see it with your mind. So she was telling me about some man because she was a healer. She was a curandera. And she started telling me about some some man and how he had been a healthy man and working and just a regular man walking around, going to work, having his family and this and that. And then one day he became paralyzed for no reason. And this is a long time ago, guys. This is like, poof, I don't know. Uh, I was like 17. I was, this is like 30 years ago. So she's telling me about this. Just for one day, he just 
is paralyzed. He couldn't move. He couldn't get out of bed. So he was checked out by doctors. He had all these tests done. They could not find any reason. So they started calling it. They said he had hysterical paralysis. For I don't know what that means, but I remember that term, hysterical paralysis. Um, yeah, I, I mean, figure, I, I don't know what that meant. I guess when they can't think of anything or they can't put you in a box with, you know, within all these illnesses, well, it's just hysterical, he'll get over it. But he wasn't getting over it. They had to roll him, change his bedding, and he could not move. So one day, they were at they were at their their limit. Like there has got to be something wrong with this person. You just don't wake up one day like this for no reason. He had no stroke, no medical issue at all. No neurological issues at all. Nothing. They found absolutely nothing. Not even a, oh, he got stuck with a rose thorn and now it's going to have to wear off because there was a toxin in there. I mean, there was absolutely nothing. So by word of mouth, they heard about her. She was in the Los Angeles area. And she, so they contacted her. And I have to remember, this is like 30 years ago. It wasn't that easy. It wasn't like you could just go online and find people and email them or text them. There was none of that. So this was all by word of mouth. And so she was contacted. And I don't even know if they called her or if they came to see her in person. I'm sure at some point it was a person-to-person visit when... They had um, approached her and then came to talk with her. And they were telling her about what happened to him. And so she asked them the array of questions and so on. Had he even been out of the country? No, he hadn't even been out of the country. Like within so many years or whatever. These people were Hispanic. Martha is Hispanic. And so they would go, I mean, she would go back and forth to Mexico sometimes. And she would bring certain things back with her that she would use for when, when she would help people and so on. And that's when she was asking those people. And I remember her saying, those people haven't even been back to Mexico in like over five years. So she's like, I don't know but maybe somebody did something to him. So she was gonna go and see him. So anyhow, she said that when she went to go see him, she saw rats. And at first I thought she meant there were rats in the house and maybe that's what happened to him. He was poisoned or something. And she said, no, I saw rats. And so what she meant was she saw these things with her mind's eye. See, I was still naive. I didn't understand that until she started telling me. Because she said, no, I saw rats. And then she would put her hand to the side of her head and then, like, put her hand forward. And that's when I understood. Oh, okay, she's seeing them with her mind's eye. Okay. And then she said she, she didn't see them when she first went in. She said, I just had this idea 
this feeling like I needed to move his pillow. She picked his pillow up, like she moved his head up, elevated it a tiny bit so she can lift the pillow. And underneath the pillow, she saw rats. And then she told me, whenever you encounter something like this and you see rats, like with your mind's eye, she said it's very bad. And that also means that someone has done this. Someone has placed this on this person. So it's something that I always remember. So she said that with, with these rats under the pillow, and then as she looked at him, she could see like uh, rope, ropes like tying up his body. So that's why he couldn't move. So she did a cleansing on him. I remember her saying she had to do it a couple of times. And I don't know how far into this procedure the the egg cleansing came in. But that is the very first time that I ever heard about that. After I was taught after I heard this story and I was talking about it with uh, my one of my sister-in-laws and then she started saying, oh yeah, your brother had that when we went to Mexico and um, this and that. And I was like, really? I never heard of that before because, well, I was barely getting into the whole thing. And my sister-in-law, I'm just going to go off the subject for a tiny bit. My sister-in-law said that because they were having, well, they weren't actually married at that time, but like she turned into my sister-in-law later. But anyhow, at the time, they he, that was my brother's girlfriend and she said, there were some things going on and um, she felt like someone was jealous or someone was attacking them. Maybe did some kind of witchcraft or something. So when they went to Mexico, because um, I, my sister-in-law has family who lives in Mexico and, and stuff. So they went to go visit and she said that uh, somebody had mentioned that maybe they should go down to see this woman so that he could get a cleansing and see if there's anything there. And so she says that when they did that and this lady used the egg and the glass of water and see, now I know what that's all about. I mean, but this is years later. She said, um, so she's doing the cleansing and my brother was laying there and my brother said, you know, I started feeling weird when she started doing that and I didn't want to go through with it. I wanted to get up, but his his, um, you know, my sister-in-law kept telling him, no, just lay there and let her finish. Just let her do it. And he said that after she was finished and she broke that egg and dropped it into the water, my brother said that the thing blew up and him and my sister-in-law and even the lady jumped up because it usually, in a lot of cases, it will start like cooking and coming up to the top and this and that, depending on um, the severity. But they said, man, that thing, it exploded. And my brother jumped up off of the, whatever he was laying on. And he was like ready to run out of that place. Like, what was that? Well, I guess that it was so bad. Whatever was in there, whatever she took out, you know, whatever she pulled out was so bad that it just like exploded once it hit that water. I would never have known about this type of incident 
if they wouldn't have told me this. So I just learned about this experience like in a roundabout way, just by mentioning what Martha had told me about. Okay, so Martha does this cleansing and nothing major happened. No explosion or anything like that. She said it, it started foaming a little bit. It started like to, to cook and then foam up at the top. Okay, but nothing major. So she was going to do something else. And I don't recall what that was. Because she said, I, I don't believe it's over. I can still see the, the things that look like ropes tying him up, almost like a mummy type of style. She said they're starting to get lighter. So I, I'm... I wasn't finished at that time. So I don't know what else she did. It's been so long ago. But anyways, what happened was after she cleared this thing out of this man and he got up and was able to walk and talk and just he resumed his life back to normal because she healed him. She said, whatever I'm, whatever that you want to call that, what it was. And then, that, you know, we talked a little bar, more about rats and certain other things that, you know, you might see in your life. And she told me, and these were bad, and this meant this and that, and so on. She said, but I noticed after that, she developed some dark patches on her body. One of them was on her face below her eye. It was like in the the low eye orbit on like her cheekbone area at the high part of the cheekbone. She said, I thought I had a black eye for a while, which She's like, you know, um, you may encounter something like that at some point if you decide to do things like this. There may be some, some like physical attacks that are maybe involved. She said, so I thought I had a black eye. Okay, it's going to go away. She said, nope, it never went away. As far as um, she also had a mark on her back, on her shoulder blade area, that looked like a fist, like a fist hit her. And it was a thing that looked also kind of like a bruise, but it was brown, but it looked like a fist. You could see, I mean, it wasn't really truly defined, but you could see what looked like an outline of a fist. Like if you got your hand and faced it like downwards towards your skin and you could see like some faint little lines of a fist. That's what it looked like. And the one on her face, you couldn't see it. See, I, I didn't know it was there until she rubbed some of it off because she could cover it with concealer. And she said, I never had this until after I did that. And I never had this on my back either. And then she showed me. 
I was like, whoa, you know what? No, I do not want to do this type of thing what you do. No, that is not for me. Any type of thing that where a physical attack may be involved, no, I do not want to do that. And she was a she was not a big woman, but she was she just had a resolve and she knew her stuff and she wasn't afraid and that's what she would do. She would go into these type of places and do things where other people might say, "No, we're not going there. We're not doing that." And she she wasn't scared at all. But those are just I mean, I'm just touching upon the things that she told me about. And um this is the strange thing, okay? Her, her name was Martha. And the other one, the one who was going to the church to become a healer, her name was also Martha. And she was into metaphysics. At the time, I didn't know what that was. I, I thought that, you know, when she said that word, I thought it had something to do with welding. Oh, because I thought it was metal. I mean, when you're a kid, you're like, what? What is that? I had no idea. So I just, I just, um, I wish I could find them or, or one of them. And I believe that I have looked around before and being that, um, they're women, they probably got married or remarried, whatever, and so their names have changed, so I cannot find either one of them. But between the two of them, they had a knowledge. And Martha, the other one who was going to be the healer, she decided to do that because she had also experienced a lifetime of things that were unexplainable. She had had so many experiences and she just would know things. She told me things about myself that were just in my mind that I never told anyone because it was like, why? You know, it was, why would I tell anyone? And she, we were talking one day and she just told me, I see a blah, 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 whatever it was that she said to me. And my mouth had to have dropped open. I didn't know them in a friendship way that I had known these guys for a long time and we hung out. I just met them in, in a learning environment. So it wasn't like we were all hanging out together and they were probably about 10 years older than I was. So they, they really taught me some stuff. And I don't know if this is the same type of um, encounter, like when Martha told me about the people that you might see sometimes that seem to be like have a black, blackness about them or, or something like that. But I, um, I have talked about this in a prior show about when I was a kid and this happened to me more than once. So I'm just walking down the street. I was going to the shopping center and there was this 
guy who was walking towards me as I'm walking in the shopping center. And I was young. I was probably about 11 years old. And um, I was going to the store for my mom to go and get her something. And so I'm just walking along, going to the store. And as he passed by me, he, and I remember what he looked like, guys, okay? He was like this chubby guy. And he just regular brown, light brown hair. Didn't look menacing, didn't look mean or anything. And as he passed me by, as we passed each other, he said, fuck you. Just like that. Just with a, like, I want to kill you type of voice. And it startled me so much that, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was thinking, did he really say what I think he said to me? And why is he saying this to me? He doesn't know me and I'm just a kid. So I don't know if this is like maybe the same type of experience. Maybe at that time, if I would have been knowledgeable, maybe I would have seen that blackness around him. But I didn't. Maybe I was too young to see that. The strange thing is that any time that I have seen this type of thing with the, with the person with the darkness surrounding them, they have never said anything to me. But yet, the times when these, and they have been males, it's not been a, a female ever. It's only been males that have said that to me. And then the other time when the man said, fuck you, just like he hated me. They've never had a darkness around them. So I don't know if it's a type of related to each other. I don't know. And even the second time when it happened to me, I was wondering, okay, why is this happening? And, and why are they saying that to me? It's, I, I don't know, guys. It's a, a lifetime of weird. But now, a lot of those things that these, these people told me about, I have used them in my life. I have used them in certain situations. A lot of it, I know, a lot of the things they taught me and told me about, I have forgotten. It's been so long. And I've never bothered to write any of these things down, any of these lessons that they have taught me and told me about. But every so often, if I am confronted with something, I will remember. It's almost like something will pop into my mind that that I was told about. And I mean, you would think that after after having a life of strange things happening and knowing people and people 
telling you and giving you um, some sort of education about certain things that you would never be surprised. But I'm here to tell you, every once in a while, I am still surprised. And this is another weird thing. Talking about the the marks that were left on Martha after she did that one guy's um, cleansing. Remember me telling you, um, this is probably last year, about when I felt something on my ear, but I thought it was just my earring probably bothering me because I have a lot of pierces in different parts of my ears and especially in my right ear. And I was in bed and I could feel it like, it was kind of like had a burning feeling, but I just thought, eh, it's just my earring. So I'll take it off or look whatever when I get up in the morning. So I just kept trying to go back to sleep, but I hardly could because it kept bothering me. And that's when I was alone, totally alone in the house because my husband was in Kuwait. And so when I got up in the morning, I had these teeth mark in my ear, front and back. I mean, it was like something bit my ear and it was blistered in the shape of teeth marks. And it, it kind of burned. Well, ooh, I think about it right now and I get goosebumps. That was just so weird. So anyways, now I have scar there. The scar has never gone away. And it's it's like a dark. You can it's it's dark. It's darker than my skin color. And every once in a while I'll look and when I'm talking to people and I'm telling them about that particular experience, and I say, look, I still have a scar. And I was so, um, I was startled and I was creeped out to the point where I could not take a picture of it. I wanted to, and I didn't say anything. I was in my vanity area of the bathroom and I was looking at it and my first thought was, you know, maybe you should take a picture of this, but I couldn't because I didn't want to acknowledge it. I didn't even say anything. And so I, I might have shown my best friend at the time. I might have shown her, but no, it's been a while ago. Or I probably, knowing the way I am, just kept to myself and didn't say anything. Until later, till like years, a couple years later when I decided to let people know of some of the dangers that come and that are possible with dabbling because that's when I was really getting into uh, dabbling and so on. And so, um, yeah, that's one of the things that stopped me from going any further with some of those things that I was doing. Then it's like it woke me up and I was like, what in the heck are you doing? You're not supposed to be doing this stuff. Should have known better. But anyhow, um, those are just a couple of the things. And I remember the other Martha, the one who was going to be the healer, I remember her telling me, but you have to remember now, guys, this is a long time ago, that when you're a healer, you you don't charge people. Like, you don't go and you have a price and you charge people money for your services. I understand that concept. You, you don't have like a price list 
and a big long, well, you might have a waiting list because if you're only one person and if you're really good, people are going to want you and you might have a waiting list. But when you look, and I think I, I understand what she meant by this, like you're not doing this to, so that you can have a lavish lifestyle. I, at the time, to me, it just meant like, oh, you just go around everywhere and do this for free. Okay. I don't know who can afford to do that, but okay, because I understand that. But I, I don't think that's exactly what she meant. Now, because I'm older and I realize certain things, I was just taking everything verbatim back then when I was really young. But it's almost like the first couple of times because I used to watch that TV show Long Island Medium because she was funny and I liked her personality that Teresa Caputo but it's like right away I noticed that she was wearing like the most expensive shoes that you could almost get your hands on you know the the shoes with the red soles. Like, you know what I'm talking about. And her nails and she did all this and that to her house and remodel. And she went from this kind of vehicle to that. And she just had all these, all this wealth, all this financial and material wealth. Well, at that moment is when I realized what Martha was saying to me. And then when I looked at how much it was for her to do a reading for you or for tickets to go and see her at friggin' Pachanga, okay? Pachanga is a casino here in Temecula. She was either at Pachanga or at Pala. I don't remember which one it was, but the tickets to see her were astronomical. And I remember thinking, who can afford that? Who can afford to just go and buy these tickets and go and see her and pay that much money? But I started realizing things with all of this. You got to pay this much money for a phone reading. You got to be on a waiting list just to be able to pay that much for the phone reading. You pay this much money to go see her at at the, the casino. Like, now I get it. N- now I understand what Martha meant by this. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with making money, but this is, it's too much guys. And I personally, when I used to do things for um, people and I could never even think about charging all that money. For one thing, it's, Okay, for one thing, and there might be some of you out there who do this kind of thing, who are mediums, who 
do readings for people. And I'm not saying charging money is bad, but when you're in like excess, charging excess amounts of money, that's when you start losing the whole thing. That's when you kind of like sell out, okay? I'm just going to say it. That's when you kind of like sell out. You're just charging too much money. But now you have realized that you can and realize that people will pay for it. And now you can have this and you can have that. You can have all your materialism, which is like, um, we're just not supposed to do that. There are different types of wealth. Materialism shouldn't be one of them. All your fancy stuff. And I'll tell you a story about that next time. But, and we all like some fancy stuff, okay? I I like some stuff. But I'm, I can't do that. I, I cannot do that off of brokenhearted people. I cannot buy my fancy shoes and live my life of luxury on the backs of brokenhearted people. People who have lost loved ones through suicides, through murder, through whatever the case may be, or just dying of old age, whatever. And these people are brokenhearted and they don't have closure. And so they go to these mediums or people like Teresa and then she puts their mind at rest, gives them their closure. And oh, by the way, um, that's $2,500. I personally... I, w- I would be unable to do that. In the first place, I I don't believe in it. But that's just me. I could be full of shit when I say this, okay? Because I'm, I'm not saying I know everything. But I personally do not believe it. And there are many reasons why. The main reason is because Jesus Christ said that that's not going to happen and that you're not supposed to be doing this stuff. So, I do believe that she is communicating with someone. I do believe that. But it's not what she thinks it is. It's not who she thinks it is. Just to just uh, when you think about the term familiar, familiar spirit, it doesn't say your, your dad's spirit or even your, your passed away dog spirit. No, it says familiar. So we'll talk about that and get into that a little bit later, but I just want to let you guys know a couple of, you know, some of the stuff that um, was told to me as... I recall things that uh, they told me about. I'm going to be sure to write them down so I can go further into depth with it later on. But there are some real lessons with all of that. And I don't know, guys. I really don't know. I hear from all different sides about these type of things 
I try to keep an open mind. I know that there's a lot of woo-woo out there. I've experienced it. Why? Where does it come from? How? Whatever. And there are many different theories. I entertain pretty much all of them because I don't think that there's only one thing that happens. And say you have, um, say for example, you have three experiences in one week. Well, I don't believe that they've all come from the same place. I believe that maybe two of them would have come from the same place and one of them comes from somewhere else. There's more than one doorway. But anyhow, that's all I've got for today. I'm going to try to be back Wednesday and get into some other type of stuff. We still have the lights over there. For some reason, I I want to call them the lights on Broadway. (laughs) But uh, maybe I'll refer to those lights now. (laughs) I was calling them mystery lights and stuff, but lights on Broadway, I kind of like that. (laughs) Anyways, um, I will see you guys again on Friday. Thanks so much for joining me. And I'm trying to get a hold of Victoria Kennedy to come on. It's been such a long time. So as soon as I hear from her, I will let you guys know when she's going to be able to come on. And we're going to talk about some stuff and some of the things that she has been doing. And I know she's been involved in a lot of crazy things going on right now. We're going to talk about what's coming up probably, you know, what we're looking at come this fall, which is not too far away. It's um, first day of fall will be September 22nd. So we'll get into a little bit of that also as soon as I can get her on. All right. So everybody have a great day. And hopefully those of us here in Southern California will be able to see the sun at least sometime between now and Wednesday. All right, everybody. Talk to you soon. Ciao.